Longhorn Nation, we're back! Welcome back to another episode of Fire the Cannon. I'm Megan. I'm Rocky, and we are Fire the Cannon. All right, Megan, it has been a minute since we've recorded. But a that's hot minute. A hot minute, but that's okay because we've been up to a lot. And I know, like the rest of you, um, crazy holiday time, transition time, it's getting into 2022, um, new year, new Omicron. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't have the Rona, but if you do, hang in there, man. Yeah. It's like crazy, wild, contagious right now. Yeah. I know so many people with COVID right now. It's insane. It's so sad. It's yeah. like, you're just, it's, we're talking, we're laughing the other day. It's kind of like dodgeball, you know, an eighth grade dodgeball, like you <laughs> just dip and dive and duck and dodge or whatever, but eventually you're the last one standing there. And right. I'm just, I'm yeah, it's, there's just nothing we can do about it at this point. It's just everywhere. And hang in there guys <laughs> hang in there <laughs> we'll make it we hope we hope that if it caught you that you're you're healthy and recover quickly Absolutely. so yeah so that's that's kind of been the world craziness but we've had a lot going on really seriously though we've had a lot going on and Megan you moved yeah a few life changes right uh sold my land thank goodness my buyers are like super duper cool so the longhorns are hanging out there until I find a new place you know, find some new land. So looking all around Austin, which is not fun trying to find any kind of space out this way. Uh, but yeah, sold my land, moved into a camper, like a fifth wheel. It is pretty awesome though. I love it's it. A, it's a pretty hip spot. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Like I'm, I'm like classy trailer park trash. Is that what we call it? Oh, now? it's pretty classy. Got, it's I'm, hip. It's again, hip. fancy trailer park trash. I'll take it. I'm good with it, but it's tiny home living is all the rage. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, yeah, got all that move and it was a little bit traumatic going through all of that, like just moving from a 3,500 square foot house to a 350 square foot space has been OMG. a lot. It's a big adjustment, but honestly, like I'm kind of loving it. Like yeah, you're killing it. People, people ask me like, how do you do that with the big dogs? Cause for those that don't know, I have two great Danes and a Maine Coon cat. Who's just a fuzzy little asshole. And honestly, it's not been bad at all. My dogs are so lazy. Like great Danes are truly apartment dogs. They do not care. They just want to sleep. And where my little site is set up is right next to the dog park. So I literally just walk outside and I'm a few steps away from the dog park. So they go and they play, they get their like two minutes of exercise in and they're like, nope, fuck this, we're done. We're done. (laughs) And then they sleep for 18 hours. So yeah, it's been great. It's crazy, but great. So well, I was lucky because I got to go with you to go pick one out. Yeah. We went to the RV park in Buda, Kyle. Yeah, it was a yeah, beautiful. No, I think it's technically Kyle. Shout out to my buddy Tater, Stephen Lawrence, down at uh, Mr. USA. Potato. Mr. Potato. <laughs> now <Sorry>. that he's grown. <laughs> yeah. No, I love him. He's he's a buddy of mine from way back. He comes from Idaho, so clearly Tater was the name. But um, yeah, man, he hooked me up and I love how I started off like, oh, I'm just going to get a bumper pull. Mm-mm. No big deal. It'll be something a little smaller. And then you brought Rocky with you. And then and Rocky then- <laughs> came with me. And all of a sudden it turns into this fucking ordeal where it's a, a giant brand new, never, never used oh, it was gorgeous. 2021. <laughs> oh, it was gorgeous. So yeah. Megan ended up going with, which makes sense. Cause you're going to be in it for, a, you could be in it for a while, yeah. but yeah. a gorgeous new setup. And it's, it's so cool. Like I didn't realize how far RV <laughs> campers had come. Like I've been like, when you go tailgating you, every now and then you get to run in and go potty in someone's really nice RV <laughs> and that's pretty cool. But I didn't realize how far 
the pop-up camper, like split-out camper, whatever. I don't know what, you, what do you call them? Mine's a fifth wheel. Fifth wheel. Okay. Pop-ups are the small ones. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. The fifth wheel. And it's so cool. And it's really like a cool house yeah. inside. It's and basically they, And they're home. modern and like the tiny homes. Yeah. They're really neat. And the way they hide storage and do neat lighting. And it's it's so cool. I'm so happy for you. And I'm excited to find when you get new land. Well, and thanks, friend. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be a good time. And if I'm being totally honest, like part of the motivation, I love the idea that I can just like hook my house up and take it to an away game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm 100% planning on taking it out to South Carolina for the baseball matchup. I'll be there yeah. with you. I mean, it's just, it, it's going to be fun. You know, I just throw the dogs in the truck, hook my house up, hang out for a weekend and then bring it on home. And, to Austin. and you don't even have to pack or anything. Like <laughs> yeah, everything's exactly. like, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy. It's just a trailer hookup girl. That's so, that's, <laughs> So cool. So we've been, we were gone a lot. We were in Mexico, all of the holidays. As most of you know, if you've listened, we bought a house in Mexico last year and we're trying to live there a lot of the year. And we were there the last few months. I've been in Mexico more than I've been here in Austin. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. That's accurate. So we spent the New Year's, Christmas and New Year's there. We had some great friends from rugby friends. So I have a really good rugby friend that coaches at life university and few women and one coaches at Penn state, one coaches at Dartmouth and they were all there for the holidays and we had the best time. So new year's Eve at midnight, a thing to do in Puerto Morelos is to go to the beach and jump in the ocean at midnight and wash off 2021, wash in 2022 which was pretty awesome. There was a band playing at one of the beach clubs. So we just stayed out instead of paying the hundred dollars a person that they paid, we listened <laughs> to free music out on the beach. Suckers. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> we brought our own champagne and drank on the beach. It was awesome. So we had a great bringing in the new year's and that was kind of fun. And now we're back, you know, with the real world. I'm teaching again at the gym, which is kind of different. So excited. How long has it been since you've officially 22 months? So March 2020, like most of us, March 2020 is when we kind of got the news that school's out, work's out, work from home, throw together virtual stuff, right? So I was teaching at a gym. I had been at the YMCA, this YMCA for five years teaching four or five days a week classes every day at this gym. And then I got a notice like, Oh, we're not doing classes. We don't know what's going on. And then I got, Oh, you're terminated. Down. Yeah. That's so, crazy. which is fine. I understand it was a funky time in the world, but I decided to go back to the gym this year and went back and taught at my first class yesterday. And I loved it tomorrow morning. I teach again. So I'm excited to be back in a real gym with real people and real atmosphere and real energy. But of course, we're social distance. We have limited capacity depending on this room and how much space it has. So, but it's just good to be back with people again. So that's good. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you have to wear a mask when you're teaching? No. So I wear a mask, of course, when I come into the gym, when yeah. I make my way to the gym, before I set up and everything. But once the class starts, I can take my mask off because we're spread, spread out in a big space. I can take my mask off at that that's point. Because I think I would like, look, I'm not one of those people that like fusses about having a mask on. It's fucking be the piece. I'm of happy to wear Who a cares, mask, right? Yeah. But like, admittedly, I think I'd be a little bit of a pissy poly if I had to wear one while I was like 
sucking air trying not to die in your super intense class. Well, I'll tell you, there were <laughs> people in my class yesterday who kept their masks on the whole time. I mean, and, good for them. And man. good for them. Like, <laughs> it's like the altitude training, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. And I have, everyone does to their comfort level, their safety level, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I, because I have space between me and the people around me, I can take my mask off sure. and then put my mask on when the class is over, but that's fine. So I'm back in the gym, which I'm nervous about, but excited about. And at some point we just got to get on with our, yeah, lives. like it's a new normal, get, right? get on, Yeah. The new normal, yeah. get on with our lives and be as smart as, as we can and get on with our lives. But so we're going back to Mexico, Mexico on Friday and Megan, you're coming. I am. Yes. Megan's am. coming back to Mexico. How I'm, many times have you been to Mexico now, Megan? Many. <laughs> Many times. I think this is what the fourth or fifth time, fourth, mm -hmm. fourth time, fourth time. Yes. We'll call it fourth. So I don't sound so terrible. Yeah. Megan's the best. Cause she loves coming to Mexico. Yeah. I'm basically <laughs> like your carry on luggage yeah. at this point. <laughs> Spirit <laughs> airlines only yeah. charges me $40 to bring Megan. <laughs> right. I'm the jam. I'm like the service animal that she, she brings along as long as I fit under the seat. It's all good. <laughs> So <laughs> I just, I just kick her until she fits in. Right. She feeds me like a biscuit and then I shut up. So it's good, <laughs> but no, it'll be fun. I'm really excited because I get to finish my tattoo, tattoo that yes. I've been working on. We met this incredible tattoo artist down there from Great Britain mm -hmm. who we just happened to come across on the beach and we're admiring her and her boyfriend's tattoos. Mm -hmm. And she overheard us and approached us. And that's how we found out she's this incredible artist. Yes, amazing. And yeah, so I love it. So yeah, I've been working on a you know a piece on my a sleeve really, um, and or half sleeve. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to finish that up with my mm -hmm. Texas theme. It'll be fun to show everybody. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. And she did my memorial piece to my dad yes. and my good friend um, that both passed away last year. And so yeah, she's amazing and talented and we're happy to have met her. Yes. So that's exciting. Fantastic. And my sister and I are going to get matching sister tattoos next week, but with a different artist in Puerto Morelos who does color. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. So I think on Monday, I'm not sure yet, but I love it. Well, that's what we have going on. Super fun. It's so awesome. we will be back in Mexico next week, but for now we have so much catching up to do. So it's been a while. Yeah. So since the last time we talked to everybody, like that's our personal crap, but, <laughs> but in the real world of the whole world, yeah. college football has been insane. Bananas. We have a new national champion, yeah. right? We get to talk about that, yeah. Georgia. So let's just talk about just watching the game as college football fans. We watched uh, SEC versus SEC. <laughs> yeah, look. Georgia. Now we got to start repping that soon. Next no, few years. No, no. <laughs> I'm a Texas. I'm not a conference. I'm a Texas. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. I, I, yeah. Look, I think it's a good move for Texas. I'm excited for it. You know, we talked about baseball is going to be incredible. Yes. Football is going to be fun. I don't know that incredible is the word we I use should yet. roll in basketball basketball we should be solid yeah, yeah. It, women mean, and men yeah it's, it's a good move for Texas we we all know what it's about um but yeah man it was I agree listen I have to say when it came down to oh god it's Alabama and Georgia again uh, I, this I have not been this unexcited about a national well, championship the game. ratings also tell you in a hot minute <laughs> in a hot minute and yeah. I I mean look 
like just putting it out there, I felt like the first half of that game was a snooze fest. The first three quarters of that right. game. Yeah, it wasn't uh, until the first I quarter. I was fighting to stay awake. <laughs> it was a struggle. And and you know what? I, I understand. I can appreciate, you know, if you talk to the college football, break it down by the line of scrimmage people, they will say, oh, well, this is a battle of the lines of scrimmage and blah, blah. I'm sorry. It was boring. Yeah, no. It's look. like telling me when I go to France and I'm eating some fancy schmancy blah 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 i'm sorry it didn't taste good to me you, this may be elite chef cooking from around the globe but it, but i didn't like it so the, what you're saying is like this is the escargot yes of no football. i do like escargot but i'm saying like i you know when you there's some fancy schmancy shit that i just didn't like yeah okay thank you this was elite line play i didn't like it my eyes hurt yeah well, it was boring well and again until the fourth quarter until the fourth quarter yeah, then it was yeah. good Look, they, you know, we talk about, there's always that fight in, in the big 12 got a lot of shit for a long time for yeah. being, you know, air raid and leech had changed that. And it, you mean you know, fun to watch. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's high scoring and you know, the argument was, oh, the big 12 can't play defense, blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. Look, it's a different form of football, yeah. but in those years, I mean, what the past five, 10 years, college football has shifted. Hell the NFL has shifted towards yeah. this high power to offense, you know, yes. air attacks. So I agree. This was definitely more of the old school throwback kind of game. But frankly, my attention span and my ADHD cannot handle that. No. Like, look, I'm a fan of the sport. And again, I'm a big 10 fan as well. You're obviously with, mm-hmm. with my Spartans. So yeah, you get a lot of so that. Two like, yards in a cloud I'm of telling dust. you, it's that, it's that <laughs> slobber knocker football and you know, a bunch of running and the O-lines <laughs> and, you know, you grind it out. I get it. But five fucking field goals. Listen, man, that's not fun to watch. It's not. It's I, boring. Yeah. So. And and I appreciate that it did get exciting. And for those Agreed. of us who stayed awake, <laughs> the fourth quarter was insane. Yeah. It, the, it, and the pick six to seal the win was insane. And that right. was exciting. And and I appreciate that Georgia in their drought, right? They were able to. Year drought. Yeah. yeah the, the, they were able to. Whatever it was. What, 40, 50 year drought. 19. Yeah. They were able to, you know, come back and get a, and I'm glad, you know, when last time we played them, we whooped them, but I'm glad (laughs) maybe they didn't want to be there, whatever, but (laughs) well, Alabama didn't want to be there. Alabama didn't want to be there. Okay. So (laughs) maybe the last time we played them, whatever. Anyway, no, I, I appreciate that it was, it got better at the end and it was, it was a defensive battle. My only hang up is that like you mentioned, Megan, when the big 12 throws these wild and, and innovative creative offenses out there, they say, oh, the defense must stink. They don't play defense. But when you have no offense who cannot do anything <laughs> creative against good, solid defenses, mm-hmm. oh, it's just because the defenses are so no yeah it's never a bad those were bad offenses that we saw (laughs) for three quarters they were not creative they were not innovative they weren't doing anything even when they tried to do a little trickeration it was not successful Uh, nothing about the offenses were interesting (laughs) well and okay look to george's credit though again man they've got a walk-on yeah let's talk about setson let's give him love yeah that's a good story yeah no doubt i mean he was definitely shook in the first half he looked a little discombobulated wasn't really seeing the field wasn't making his passes but holy shit man when it really was on the line and it counted 
that kid stepped up and balled out. I was so impressed with him. Okay, let's ask a question that a lot of people are all all of a sudden making fact on the internet. <laughs> Do you only now need a serviceable walk-on QB <laughs> to win a championship if you have elite defense? I still say no. This is an anomaly just as much as Cincinnati being in the playoffs was an anomaly this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. Like, do I think you can win natties with a good, not great quarterback? Yeah. And again, look, we can Matt go- Jones last year too. Right, yeah. right. And, and we can go back, I mean, to Garrett Gilbert for Texas stepping up. That kid was there. And again, that was an incredible Texas defense. A, a, a really, really amazing O-line. Garrett Gilbert stepped up and played a fantastic game. Didn't quite get it done in the end, right? That game was closer than the score, the final score would indicate. Three minutes left, we were within a few The points. only reason I would say, I would say he was a great quarterback, we just didn't know it yet, was because he was the Gatorade player of the year. Yeah. And he came in as an elite, what, top high four-star, maybe even a low five-star at the time, you're th- that's the only difference I would say between Garrett Gilbert coming in with rather limited than being a walk-on, rather yeah, being a walk-on three star-ish that same kid. Yeah. So you think he was like a great quarterback that Texas didn't develop? Exactly. He didn't okay. get the opportunity to be prepared for that day. That's fair. Whereas Stetson had all season to be prepared, even though he did have to fight his way back because right. he was at Georgia, went away, came back. Right. He did have to fight his way back. Absolutely nothing but love for that kind of commitment to play for Georgia. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is they're already saying he ain't even going to play next year. <laughs> right. He gone. <laughs> he gone. Yeah. Well, because they already have other better players waiting in the wings, yeah. right? The transfer kid, whatever. So now, now I will agree. I, I think certainly the story of a walk-on going and winning a national championship is an anomaly. Uh, Absolutely. It's a feel good story. It's incredible. But yeah, look, I, I I could make the argument. I don't want to use the word serviceable. I don't know that you can have a serviceable game manager, but which isn't an insult. I don't like that. It's not an insult. Game manager is a good to me. It's a compliment. Yeah, no, I I think you can have a good solid quarterback Mm -hmm. with an elite team not just Mm -hmm. an elite defense but an elite team around you and 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 win and be successful but i i hesitate to say a serviceable like serviceable quarterback and only a great defense right to me that was an incredible i mean georgia has four and five stars all up and down everywhere everywhere basically every position except for the quarterback so I understand the argument and I appreciate the simplicity of saying, oh, it's a fantastic defense and a serviceable quarterback, but I don't think that tells the real story. I think it's a fucking incredible team at every position and you've got to walk on. And that's what made that special. And I I agree. And I think the difference is Georgia has a run game that they could lean on just enough to make space for Stetson to make some plays with his arms. And that's, I think the difference between not to bring the Aggies up right now, but when you say great defense serviceable quarterback I think of Calzada and I think that he did have his moments and he they had a solid defense 
but didn't have enough around Calzada the way Georgia did Agreed. around Stetson. So I think, I think that was excellent. Example. I think that was the difference. What gave Georgia that next step up, and the, that the Aggies, yeah. even though they yes, they rose up and beat Alabama, but it didn't have enough to be sustainable right. because they didn't have enough around. Right, you you him. beat Alabama, but again, that was more of an anomaly in that the same way Cincinnati season. was in the playoffs, right. <laughs> But you finish eight and four, right? Yeah, and and that's respectable. More than Texas did this. Yeah, year. no doubt. Look, that's not a knock on the Aggies no, by any it's means. Just, but it's just the evaluation of right. where they're lacking, right? right? Where they could have that one moment where they could have been. They, I think, Calzada could have been enough for them had they had more of an offensive attack. This I agree. Year. Yeah. Now again, I, with their recruiting and their class that they just hold in, shit. I'm, you know. Yeah, and let's talk about that. Let's talk man. about exactly. Let's talk about that because. We're going to just touch on the world of college football right now. The huge thing since we last talked with everybody was the recruiting class. And it hasn't closed yet because, you know, we still have the first Wednesday in February. But as of now, the Aggies have signed not just the number one class this this year, but what could end up being a number one class ever. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with money and that they're, they're playing the game that's legally and fair right now. Right. The NIL deals, the contracts they've set up for players to not just commit, but stay committed to the university, which is good for them. They've signed a great class. How do you think that's going to pan out, Megan, for um, how is recruiting changed now that it's not mm-hmm. just we have this school and this facilities, but we also have this contract with this chip company or whatever. What do you think? So, you know, initially when NIL was coming out, listen, first and foremost, to be very clear, I am all for NIL. You know, these these kids make the schools and the NCAA billions of dollars. Yes. You know, and I'm all for it. They, they earn their dues. I agree. I do think we are in a bit, and I, you know, this term is played out, but it's the easiest way to describe it. We are a bit in the wild west right now, right? Mm-hmm. I love what the NIL is doing. I think there are definitely some deals that are like, wow, fuck, that seems a bit outside of the intent of the rules, right? But you look, it, it, just like in racing, if you ain't if you ain't cheating, you ain't winning, right? Rubbings racing, that sort of thing. Yeah, you're going to find those gray areas and you're going to operate in those gray areas until, until the rules change, until exactly. you can't, right? So exactly. again, to that point, if we're talking AM specifically, you know, we've heard some crazy numbers thrown around. I don't know how much truth there is to this, but, you know, some folks are saying, oh, AM alumni have put together 25 to 30 million. That's what I heard, 30 million. And, and again, Good for them. I'm not taking yeah. this away from AM. I believe wholeheartedly that AM's alumni, they are some of the, most dedicated, crazy alumni base, right? But mm-hmm. they've got money, man. And mm-hmm. they show up for their team and they put money together. There's no question. We're seeing that play out in the NIL. Now, again, I don't know that 30 million is the number, but the point is AM's alumni has come together. They've got enough big guys with deep pockets. They've made a deal that makes sense for a lot of kids because there ain't no way in hell that you're getting that kind of recruiter, recruiting class in College Station without NIL. Absolutely. Because they've right? never had it before. Right. And that just, they, they've never had, and I agree completely, Megan, they've never had that 
number, not just, they've never had a number one recruiting class, but they've never just blown away everybody with their recruiting class without the money. And I have no problem with it because they're legally playing the game. I'm sure there's under the table stuff too, just because there is everywhere, but above the board, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. gold transams, (laughs) but above the board, they are presenting to recruits enough to say, this is why you should suck it up in college station right yeah for the next three or four years well and a invested in their their facilities they're upgrading no question now look to, to sorry that was a very long-winded way to get around to this point i'm fine with what a and doing i love the pancake factory that texas put out right i love it love they, it. And they, it and it committed some players it did committed some commit some players and they worked their way around the letter of the Texas law, which is the Texas law is one of the more restrictive states. Yeah. And we have one more Devin Campbell hanging out there. Five star Devin Campbell. And again, so I'm loving it right now. Do I think that we will see some regulation, you know, some tightening up of those rules or some more consistency in the next few years? Yeah. But right now, we don't have it. And I'm fine with people operating the way that they're operating mm-hmm. until that gets honed in. I think it probably needs to be honed in, right? Because there does become a point that, you know, when you lose the spirit of college football and, you know, yeah, it, there is a line that it becomes too much business and and too little. The only reason, Megan, I would agree and disagree with you sure. on that is because under the table there's always been the sure. we've always had the the teams that are willing to pay more under the table sure. now they're just some um, paying a little bit more over the table that's the only difference so we're still going to have that disparity of the teams that can afford to pay it's always going to be there so the teams that can afford to pay and the teams that can't yeah so that's something i did want to bring up you know that was a big concern with nil right mm-hmm. you know the texases the Texas A&M's, the USC's, the, you know, yeah. the schools that have these incredibly rich alumni bases that can put together fat stacks of cash, mm-hmm. does it create more disparity, right? That was the big concern. The smaller guys, you know, the, the, the smaller schools, do they get left in the dust? I would say the potential is there for sure. Um, but I don't think it's going to be as extreme as, you know, the pearl clutchers are saying, uh-huh. I think we are going to get to the point that it's, yeah, the smaller guys aren't going to be able to compete for a full rounded team like Texas or Alabama or whatever. Right. But that was kind of always happening. So do I think it's going to be more extreme? No, I think we still see, you know, there's definitely going to be separation, but I don't know that it gets crazy more extreme and i honestly think we're going to see some opportunities open up for smaller teams to put together you know like the ucfs we're going to see some some smaller teams put together some some really interesting contracts and draw in several good players where maybe they wouldn't get that many in the first place right so i think again are we talking full team no you know, the smaller guys aren't going to be able, we're, we're not talking the smaller guys are going to be able to afford paying, you know, 50, 60, $70,000 to each player on the team. But you may have a few guys that pull in big bucks and then guys that maybe wouldn't have gone to that school before getting 
some compensation, right? I don't know. I, I, I think it kind of evens out. I think we'll have the the disparity, but we'll, I think it's going to elevate some of these smaller schools in a way, you know, the Cinderella teams, right? I think that, I think it's going to eventually even out the best players are still going to go to the best schools. Sure. They're still going to go to the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Michigans, the Texas, the people who always finish in the top 10 to 15 in recruiting anyway. Yeah. They're still going to end up there. They're just getting up with a little bit of money in their pocket when they sign, which is good for them. The, the intriguing thing I'm seeing now is like Jackson State with, uh, with Deion Sanders. Right. So, So he signed, you know, we all saw the number one DB in the country. And then just today they announced the number one wide receiver. One of the top wide receivers in the country is coming to Jackson state. So I think there's still going to be as much as the money flashes out and they might be signing some money to them too. Good. I hope they get something, but there's still going to be those people that just say, I connect with the school. I connect with the staff. I want to be coached by them. And that money can't buy that. And that will still always be there. But there's still going to be athletes that say, you know what, when when I look at it, one in 10,000 high school athletes end up in the NFL. But I have a chance right now to make 100 grand for the next four years. Let me take it. And yeah. then get while I get my degree. Make and now I'm a professional right. in something else. Right. And, so and pay off those ridiculous student loans. Right? Yeah. Right. And now I'm a financial <laughs> advisor or whatever yeah. they're getting their degree in. Right. So that, yeah, pay up and, and they leave school debt free with, you know, money in their bank account. Good for them. Like whatever works out, works out. I agree. I have no problem whatsoever with every student athlete leveraging every penny they're worth. Yeah. I because agree. they, like you said, they're bringing in billions of right. dollars into college football across the country. Why are they not getting their worth? Yeah. So I'm glad they're getting that now. Agreed. Okay, so we talked about the bowl season. Last time we talked, the bowls hadn't even. Yeah, we didn't know who was going to play, what things were going to end up. So I think what started off being the biggest, and we just gave Aggies lots of love, but now I'm going to call it out. What started off as being the biggest news of the bowl season was the Aggies pulling out of their bowl with more than enough time to recover from quote unquote COVID Mm -hmm. and their own backup quarterback saying, posting that he wasn't positive for COVID. Why are they saying he is? But then it ended up being UCLA pulled out of a game with after NC state traveled across the country in UCLA quote unquote voted to pull out of their own holiday bowl. So Megan, what was the highlight or of the bowl season for you while we were away? Highlight. Okay. Before we jump into that. What I was d- the most notable? Well, yeah, before we jump into that, I do want to say, I think A&M pulling out two weeks before was ridiculous. Now look. That it, was ridiculous. Had it been a, a New Year's Six Bowl, I don't think we see that happen. No. Right? If it was a meaningful bowl, they would have been there. Sure. But, but I will have- give them credit in the sense that it is better to pull out two weeks before so that the bowl can find so they were supposed to play wake forest right and 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 rutgers stepped up to play them and it was a respectable match for three quarters for three quarters yeah but what makes if if a&m is so high and mighty sec with this loaded roster what makes them think they're 12th man why couldn't their 12th man step in and play enough to to compete with an acc team yeah look i i if it were me and I were a fan, I'd be upset. I want to watch a bowl game. I understand it's quote unquote meaningless, but I will say, I think it's better that AM pulled out two weeks before 
where there was plenty of time to find a replacement compared to the UCLA bullshit pulling out four hours before kickoff. That that was that okay. Was that was lame. However, Texas A&M pulling out two weeks before yeah. when all the science and they're a science school with lots of scientists. When all the science tells you two weeks from now, anyone who would have tested positive mm -hmm. would have been cleared to play by that day. Yeah, again, I that I, makes no sense to me. To me, that's like, oh, we might not win because we're down to our third quarterback. Right. Because our one quarterback we had this year that we threw in unprepared has now <laughs> transferred. To, he went to Auburn, I think. So we're going to not play at all. That was a bad look. There's no PR that can save that. That was a bad look all the way around, especially after signing the top recruiting class in the country. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I just think comparing the two, there's a difference. Oh, absolutely. Bailing out an hour, five hours before the game, which UCLA did against NC State, especially after their players tra traveled across the country to be there crazy. to cheer, to cheer. Players, fans, and the spending fans, money. Everybody, yeah, yeah everybody crazy. traveled across the country to be in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. That was shitty of UCLA to be like, ah, oh, just kidding. We're not going like to play. Yeah, that was shitty. And, and they don't have to travel because it was a holiday okay. bowl. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, they were right there. Mm -hmm. So we've been both into the holiday bowl because mm -hmm. we were at the when UCLA, when Texas played Arizona State, we were at the holiday bowl. So tell me, Megan, just thinking real quick, what was the best not taking out, of course, aside championship national games, championships, which okay. we've been to in our lifetime, because yeah. that was after 1939. <laughs> we've been to national championship games. Sure, sure. Um, so tell me, Megan, what was your favorite non let's say non New Year's Day because Sugar Bowl was amazing. Oh, okay, see that. So I'm saying take out New Year's six and championship games because we've been in so many of those recently, even though people think we haven't. <laughs> Tell me your favorite bowl game, just away from New Year's six and away from championship games. Okay, taking out New Year's six definitely makes that harder. Uh, that was fun. Sugar Bowl was fun. Sugar Beating Bowl Georgia. Was that was a blast. And well, and I have to say for me, again, this is New Year's six bowl, but the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Man, Ohio State. I'm telling you, like, I tweeted about this earlier, but that was honestly like top three sports events for me, for sports in your trips life. in my life. It was Juan Cosby diving. Oh, yeah, man. It was the Superman the, yeah. and, you know, yes. just the experience around it, where we stayed, the people I mean, we met. Yes, but experience. I mean, recently, just, just top of mind, I have to say the 2019 Alamo Bowl. Yes. Like, you know, we, we, we hung out, we had a few adult beverages the night before. I don't recall. I, right. Well, that, that was kind of the line of the evening, yes, but we did, you know, we at some point got toasty enough to decide that it was a good idea to hire a mariachi. Yeah. Mariachi. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing. Look, it was amazing. And I forgot all about it until the next morning when I looked at my phone, I was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah, I guess we did that. So we got but showed up and we party like I set the tailgate up probably I was there about 6 a.m. to I get a good spot. I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> set set up about six, you know, 630. Got a great spot. You know, and again, that was against Utah. That was a game that Texas wasn't supposed to win. They were a top 10, 12 team at the time. 11, yeah. They almost they just missed the playoffs with a loss in the Pac-12 championship. Right. Yes. And and you know, Texas was kind of the afterthought, right? And mm -hmm. we showed up and bowled out. So I think that whole experience for me, 
that was a lot of fun. So if we've, if we've got to take out championships and we got to take out New Year's Six, yeah, I got, I got to go with that one. Okay. Since we're talking bowl season, I agree, Megan. So one of the funnest ones I had, even though we didn't win, was the Mac Brown send-off, also Alamo Bowl against yeah, Oregon. Against Oregon. For, for a few fun. different reasons. One, fun. because I fucking love Marcus <laughs> Mariota. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. And I was half rooting for him to have his best day ever and to lose by one <laughs> point against Texas. Because sure. I love Marcus Mariota, which is another reason I was super excited when he was drafted by the Titans. Mm-hmm. And then, so cheering for Mac Brown. But like you said, the last couple years, I have to say it. Tom Herman in a bowl game. He showed up, man. Four and zero at Texas, and <laughs> as much as as much as y'all hate on Tom Herman, rightfully so in some parts, homeboy was four and zero, not just in bowl games, but he was an underdog yeah, in every yeah. fucking one of them. Yeah. And the <laughs> Sugar Bowl, when Georgia was supposed to just be a, we we're supposed to be a joke for Georgia. All we did was roll them and embarrass them. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Tom Herman, 4-0 in bowl games. No, he shouldn't still be the coach. Hell yeah, he won bowl games. He was fun in bowl games. Yeah, that, that is true. It was fun. Sometimes I gotta say it was kind of fun going in as the underdog. And then showing out. That's all fun. four times Tom Herman was the underdog. <laughs> all four times he won. So you're welcome, Texas fans, <laughs> as grateful as you are. Aggressive. Moving on. <laughs> so I, so subtle. So subtle. I, I have no problem with Tom Herman winning 4-0 in bowl, in bowl games. No, I love it. I love it. Well, look, the college football season was crazy. It was definitely some ups and downs. We had some cancellations. We had things all around. Do have to give a quick shout out to my Michigan State Sparties. Oh, Michigan Winning the Peach Bowl. That that was was fun. That was super cute. They did a great job. Super cute. I love you. Yeah. (laughs) No, good job, Michigan State. It was was a good time. So, and again, I'm going to reiterate this, and I know y'all are sick of hearing me say it, but have some faith, Texas fans. Mel Tucker had a real bad first season. And look, his second season, he won 11 games and won the, the Peach Bowl. So there is hope, and there is a pattern to be followed. So it's not all doom and gloom. There is some good Texas recruiting and there's some positivity to bring from that. So I'm going to go ahead and say, talking about some positivity when we move into basketball, girl. Okay. So moving on to basketball, Texas basketball is a top 25 team. We were top 10 for a minute, but that's okay because we're working it out. Texas is 13 and three. We've had fun at the games this season already. So Megan, you were at the big OU game last night. I I went to some games before the Christmas break, whatever. Now we're in conference play. Yeah. What are you loving about the Texas basketball team? Listen, I, as much, there was so much hype with beard coming in. Right. And I think as Texas fans want to do hype or drama, but not both, but you know, I, I love the drama <laughs> there was, but, but there was a lot of hype around him too, you know? And I think the expectations were high, high. with him coming in and Texas showed out and had some, I hate this term again, but some a quality loss against Gonzaga, you know, there's no, we look good. no, but we look good. We look good. And again, first year coach, I tend to be more lenient. Um, yeah, there've been some games, you know, that, that Oklahoma state game. 
Oh, it was ugly. I was rough. There was no fights. There was a team. But let me tell you this one thing I really loved is watching Texas bounce back. Yes. Here is where I will shout out to the fans because following one of the ugliest games of the season, Texas for the OU game had the highest crowd attendance 13,000 season right it's been what years since they've had 13,000 so so that was I mean the atmosphere was fun is crazy look the drum is hard to get hyped up because it's such a big cave right like acoustics are crap it's just a big space a Tuesday night in January and they had 13,000 but I'll tell you the crowd was hyped the people showed up and this was the most complete basketball game that I have seen complete. this Texas squad put together. Yes. And, you know, man, I wish I could remember who tweeted this out, but I saw a tweet earlier about Andrew Jones and it, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It'll get you in the first half. It'll get you in the first half. But this tweet said, Andrew Jones as a basketball player. And it was saying great, you know, good player, serviceable. We'll get you some points, catch you up, keep you in the game, have some great moments. Andrew Jones versus Oklahoma, the greatest basketball player to have ever lived. (laughs) And man, I I cracked up at that because listen, AJ1 showed out. It was incredible. Ramey looked great. I mean, Ramey has really turned into a leader on this team. Like there's just a team of leaders right now. Yeah, Yeah. And I'm loving it. Look, there was some questions with Marcus Carr. And again, going back to the beard, you know, the, the, some of the controversy, I'll say, I think it's all contrived controversy, but the controversy surrounding Beard, you know, there were some questions, is Carr going to transfer out? Oh, there was this huge hubbub about it. No. And and Beard shut that shit down mm-hmm. in like literally in the press conference. Why would you ask that? We're talking about him. We're celebrating him. Why would you? And, and I think Chip Brown asked oh, that yeah, question. It was, it was so lame to... It, Try to embarrass the player while he was celebrating a was great bad. performance. And uh, and yeah, and you know, Carr stepped up. He's been, I mean, he's been shooting, man. He's had some great numbers. And and look, AJ1, again, I'm gonna give this dude praise. After all he's been through, he had a season high, scored 22 points, had I think it was three three rebounds, two assists. I might have gotten those flip-flop, but Again, it was a, a season high for him. He was only three points shy of his career, career high. record. Yeah. I mean, he was just on fire and you could feel it with AJ. And listen, again, Ramey has been incredible. I think he's really stepped up as the senior leader of this team. He directs the team well. And we're starting. Look, I think Texas is still going to struggle in some games. Cause it's the big 12, man. This is murderers row coming up. We are the big 12 conference is insane. So Chris Beard comes in the, the expert expectations are high, but that's right. only because what he was able to accomplish at Texas tech right. with a solid roster, but not the level of transfers and recruits that were already at Texas that he has now, mm-hmm. not with the total roster he has now. So the expectations are high. I completely agree. So AJ won Andrew Jones last night Mm -hmm. when the love he deserves. It's it's every time I watch him play, I have to step back and say, homeboy beat cancer. Right. It's just almost like you can't even put into words like so many people in his position. Didn't make that didn't survive that. And he, not only did he survive that, he went on to 
excel as a division one athlete. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like the spectrum of fighting cancer to collegiate athlete at the highest level. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. Right. And not even just to do that, but to do that at the level he's doing it. I, I every time I see him on the court, I just, it's just, it's emotional. It's, it's impactful. And, and I know people appreciate what he's fought through, but to, to love our friends and our family who fought cancer and, and aren't here to talk about fighting cancer and he fought cancer and he's competing at the highest level of college sports. Yeah, it's cool. It fucking blows me away. Yeah. And I, I'm, it just, it just blows me away. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And, and look, I think the thing that we're seeing with this Texas team, you know, I alluded to this earlier, we're, we're still figuring out how to play well together. Cause again, we've got shock as players. We've got transfers in, we've got mm-hmm. beards guys that followed him. So it's, I don't want to call it hodgepodge because it's not these, these players are elite players, right? But they're still figuring out how to gel together. So while we go through this insane conference schedule of the best basketball conference in the Absolutely. nation. Absolutely. Big 12 is the best in the country. No question. Yeah. It's going to be tough. We're not going to win every game. But again, to me, in the Big 12, if you come away winning, you know, you you walk away, what would it be? 15 and five? You're a golden god. Oh my goodness. In the Big 12. Right. I would even say 12. And, yeah, 12 and eight. You're not wrong. Would be amazing. You're not wrong. Like you said, this is the best conference it, it's in, in college basketball. It's tough. And so that all that being said, I think the team's still figuring out how to gel together. But I've seen these moments again, the OU game, complete game. It was incredible. Complete. And, and I think this team, if we can build on that game and have more moments like that throughout, man, this Texas team could be something really special. So, you know, I, I'm that ray of positivity. I think, I, I definitely think this basketball team can go somewhere. And I think Beard is going to prove enough in Texas. Plus the Moody Center opening up, you know, these new facilities coming in. Again, NIL is here, which we don't talk about it with other sports, but it has an it, impact. It affects basketball too. It right. has an impact. And so, yeah, I, I think Texas is in a, a good place. I won't quite yet say great place because I don't think we're there yet. Um, but I'm comfortable with where we're at. Um, I think I would again encourage Texas fans to keep realistic expectations. <laughs> but I know I'm talking to a brick wall when I say that shit. So um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's good. Look, it, it, Texas has a lot to be happy about. Um, I think there are definitely some concerns that need to be addressed. Um, the the inconsistencies to me is the number one thing with this team that we need to look at. But again, I think as the season goes on, we start to see them gel a little bit more. They spend more time together. I'm, 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 I'm not crazy concerned. I'm really not. Um, but, you know, we've talked about the Big 12 basketball schedule. It's bananas. We saw number 19, Texas Tech. Now, Tech fans might be real pissed that Beard left. They're still bitching they're, about it. They're sour. Yeah. But number 19, you one thing they can't say is that Beard left the cabinet bare, right? No, he left them stacked with talent. He did. So number 19, Texas Tech goes in to Waco and beats number one undefeated Baylor, which you know my feelings on Baylor, girl. You know fuck, my feelings. Fuck Baylor. <laughs> so Tech was down 15. Right fought back to beat Baylor at home. Yeah. Baylor was at home. That's incredible. They beat him by three. Yeah. And look, 
yeah. as much as I loathe some tech fans, as much as I've lost respect for tech basketball fans over this whole beer thing, you got to give props where it's due to come they are in going to be a fight. Yeah, they this are. Year. And, and I think that's something that Texas really needs to be ready for. Cause that's going to be nasty. That's, I mean, this Texas team needs to be ready for just a dog fight. And if they're not careful against tech, it's, it's, it's going to be ugly. So well, if the football team can drop 75 <laughs> on them, I think the basketball team. I like can. it. I like it. Football is dropping basketball scores. Like you said, Megan, big 12 is one of the top is the top um, conference um, in the Nation, in basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah in, no in, in basketball. No so number one, Baylor, KU Brington also in the top 10. Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Texas, all within the top 25. Mm -hmm. So half of the Big 12, which we know is 10 teams, but half (laughs) of the Big 12 is in the top 25. Yeah, that's impressive. That's insane. That's impressive. Now, and and we'll see some shuffling too. I I don't see Baylor holding on to that number one place after after losing at home to number 19 and the only reason i would think maybe they can hang on to that spot is because the next four or five teams have losses also yeah or their wins aren't as competitive as losing to a top 25 team listen so maybe baylor survives they'll probably drop one or two just because they lost i don't but they're still the best team in the country yeah listen baylor's not going to drop out of the top five no question but Mm -hmm. they are going to drop a little bit i do think that the big 12 is finally getting some respect as a basketball absolutely Um, so for that reason alone i think tech skyrockets up baylor drops i don't see them out of the top five but you know we'll see that hopefully I don't know that Texas shifts too much. I mean, OU was unranked. It's Texas a rivalry is game. Is stay home. right where they are. It, and, and 20, as they should. 21. As they should. But, you know, maybe we we bump up a couple, move up to that 19 slot that, that Tech is going to vacate out of. But, well, we have that shot at Iowa State this weekend. Uh, that is going to be so Iowa State has had COVID struggles like everybody else and a lot of people say they have referee struggles yeah big, I, I big 12 big 12 referees saying they're missing blatant calls against Iowa State so Texas going to them so I hope they have not corrected those referee <laughs> issues <laughs> by Saturday right right no it's it's definitely a challenge look Texas Texas has her work cut out for him, no question. But oh, this um, is going to be a brawl conference of okay. basketball. But but it's a capable Texas team. So you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys play well together, how they continue to grow and develop, uh, and and what they can do in this freaking bloodbath of a conference. It's gonna it's gonna be crazy, but I'm really looking forward to it. So, but let me ask you this, Rocky. I got to throw this in. What do you wear to your Texas games? Like you you are always decked out to the nines, girl. Okay, so we are different vibes. We're, yeah, we're all Texas sure. head to toe, for but sure. we are different vibes. I am more like what just came out, and you're more vintage old yes. school. Listen, so, I love the retro stuff. Okay, so for the retro stuff, you rock homefilledapparel.com. I do. I love it. Listen, we have so many incredible pieces from them. So homefieldapparel.com has these, in, like just they're, all old school vintage. If you love the, the angry screaming Bevo, yeah. if you love screaming, screaming Bevo, Bevo, 
if you love, I call it Bebo Winkle. It's the OG like 70s, like, like imagine Bullwinkle, but as Bebo. Bebo awesome. with 10 foot horns. <laughs> I love it. Listen, they've got that. They've got the 90s logo. They got the 80s logo. This, we all the Texas up. script with the beautiful right. Sarah font. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fun. So we are proud to announce that we have partnered with Home Field Apparel and we are offering y'all a 15% discount when you go to 15%. It's crazy. That could be like a hundred dollars if you order a lot. <laughs> so listen, go to homefieldapparel.com. And when you get to the checkout, type in fire 12, that's fire one, two, and you get 15% off. It's an incredible deal. Check them out, man. Listen, if, if retro and vintage is your jams, check them out. If soft, comfortable tees are your jams, and they, hoodies and hoodies. They are like the softest, like worn in, most comfy teased ever. So check them out again. That's homefieldapparel.com. The, the discount code is fire, F I R E, one, two. That's fire 12. Get that 15% off. Let them know we sent you and be really comfortable when you're rocking your badass vintage Texas gear. And they have all the college gears and pretty much every team. So if you're not a Texas fan <laughs> and you listen to us because you hate Texas, they have the <laughs> Aggie gear, the OU gear, all the teams you're cheering for. They got them. So look, I do want to give a quick shout out to our buddy, Mark. Hey, Mark. He, he is our, listen, Aggie Mark. We love you. We appreciate you. Like he is, they have, a, they have a sweet, I have to say it. They have the sweet Aggies maroon with the white uh, cursive print yeah. Aggies gear. You better go buy that and use that fire spell. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, really. It's the script Aggies. It's, I got to say it. I hate to say this, but it's beautiful. That it's, script Aggies is nice. It's so, really nice. So Mark, we appreciate you. Um, definitely check them out. Homeapparel.com. We love them. All right. So now let's jump in. All right. Wrapping it up. We're going to talk NFL because, okay. So if you listen to our podcast every week, well, back when we used to record it, record every week. All right. You know that I am a massive Tennessee Titans fan. And while you guys are sweating, worried about your Cowboys and your Cardinals and your Eagles, my team is resting and recovering, getting Derrick Henry back to full strength. <laughs> Be worried. So I'm a Titans fan and my team got home field advantage and a bye week. Cause there's, you know, everybody knows with the new 17 week, blah, 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 17, all those different changes to the NFL. Only one team in the AFC and one team in the, in the NFC gets the bye week. Tennessee Titans got it. And that's my team. <laughs> so I went to Houston this past Sunday and to NRG stadium and I walked into enemy territory decked out in all my light blue and red and white and the Tennessee Titans survived. <laughs> how can you be up 21 zero and then survive? Cause that's how my Texans do. Yeah. Your Texans put up a little fight. It was really <laughs> cute. And so the Texans were trying to play spoiler. That was so cute. Good job, Megan. That was, Again, you can't hurt my feelings. I was, cheer for the lions and the Texans insult all you want, girl. I know where I'm at. So I know adorable the way they put up a fight in the third quarter. No, anyway, no, that was severe. I was really scared. <laughs> yeah, it was, you were sweating it. Don't I, I sweated, sweated until, uh, yeah, I was sweating. 
we were about to blow a 21-0 long <laughs> lead. No, that was crazy. But anyway, at the end of the day, the Titans have home field advantage in the NFL playoffs for the AFC championship. So here's the deal. We're Megan and I, I told Megan, I said, you know, it'd be really fun because I'm a massive NFL fan and you never follow them. Oh, is no. To, no, you do follow. I'm just <laughs> kidding. What'd be really fun is to pick against the spread for the championships. Oh yeah. Cause I'm so good at picking games. Play- yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. Why not? That's what I'm here for. Megan's I, record, I serve Megan's college football record <laughs> is so good. I want her to pick for the NFL playoffs. Yeah, that's heavy sarcasm if y'all aren't picking up on if, it. But okay. you know what? I'm down for it. So let's just start off with the Saturday games, right? Um, we're going to start off early. Raiders at Bengals. Cincinnati is a five and a half point favorite. Yes. Rocky, who you got? Bengals win at home. All right. I like it. Listen, I'm going to start off strong because what? this is what I do. You're crazy. I think, I think this for me is the upset of honestly, all the playoffs. I think what? the Raiders have a chance. I really do wrong. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> Listen, they lost Gruden early. They played really well when they lost Gruden, they kind of lost their way, but they're kind of vibing towards the end. And I'm not going to count out Carr. homeboy has been playing with a chip on his shoulder. So I think looking at all of the weekends matchups, um, yeah, I think if any upset's going to happen, I'm going to say Raiders. I'm taking Raiders over Bengals in Cincinnati. Okay. Because the Raiders have been sitting in a like $5 billion <laughs> stadium with climate control. They're about to go into the Cincinnati and play in snow. I think the Bengals win in cover, but right, I would right. like the Raiders to win because I'm rooting for them. All right. Fair All enough. right. So Patriots are the worst team ever in the history of football. <laughs> they cheat, 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 cheat. No opinions they, here, y'all. No, no opinions. opinions. This is not my personal. <laughs> the Patriots are going into the Bills. The Bills, Buffalo Bills are a four-point favorite. Who you got, Megan? I'm taking Bills. Look, I'm happy. Listen, Belichick, love him, hate him. You got to respect him. I don't got to respect shit. <laughs> but he didn't have Brady anymore. And, and they're coming in to the Bills' house. The Bills have been shockingly good the bills aren't going away the bills are fine they're just not so yeah i'm gonna take buffalo and i'm gonna say they cover that four point spread i I I agree i'm with you megan bills win and cover and that's on saturday so sunday three games eagles at what did i write oh (laughs) eagles eagles at tampa bay buccaneers so defending super bowl champions are eight and a half point favorites who you got Listen, again, I hate to say this, but this is Tom Brady and this is when he shines. So I'm taking Tampa Bay again, 8.5 spread. Uh, I got to say they cover it. I hate to say that. I know that's a lot for the NFL, but Philly just hasn't shown me anything. They haven't been in a super strong conference. Sorry, Cowboys. But yeah, I got to take Tampa Bay. Tom Brady knows how to show out in the playoffs. He knows what the fuck is up and I can't count him out. So Tampa Bay to cover. Unfortunately, Megan, I have to agree with you (laughs) as much as I respect what the Eagles have put together in the last half of the season and Jalen hurts and coming together and surviving and advancing to the playoffs. How did they do that? Um, As much as I respect what they're putting together for next year, it ain't happening this year. And I agree with you, Megan. Buccaneers are going to cover with Tom Brady at least 10 or more double digit. All right. Yeah. All right. 
All right. The biggest game of the weekend, like it or not, the biggest game of the entire playoffs first round weekend is 49ers at Cowboys. You can't even play. This is the biggest game historically this year, 2022, the Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. It is historic. And I saw a stat on NFL Network. I wish I could quote it correctly, but I don't remember. But something along the lines of whoever wins this game early in the playoffs goes on to be the Super Bowl champion. Yeah. yeah. Historically. I, I don't remember what it was. Anyway. I, I love that. Listen, to me, Niners and Cowboys, like that. Is football. Yeah, that that was my very favorite time in the NFL, right? Watching yes. Steve Young and, and Jerry Rice against yes. Aikman and Emmett and Urban. Like, that was my, that's when I enjoyed the NFL the most. Yes. So for me, I'm getting all nostalgic. And again, you know, a little bit, even seeing the Bills in this. And because you remember the Bills in the 90s. John were, Kelly. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so this one for me is a toss-up. They're they're in Dallas. Dallas is only a three-point favorite Which here. means it's a push yeah, according it's, to Vegas. Yeah, it's a toss-up. I This is one that I'm going to struggle with and probably what's going to cost me my record here, my Uh-oh. sparkling, shiny record. But. I'm going to go with the Cowboys only because they're at home. Now the Cowboys have been a, who the fuck is this team? And oh my God, I love this team, right? They've been so night and day. If they show up and play out the way that Dak is capable of and his team supports him, no question. Cowboys take it hands down, but whoo, girl, I don't know. I'm going to say the Cowboys take this one. I think they beat the spread, but that's only because the spread is three. I think this is going to be a one score game. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to say Cowboys by a score to cover the spread. My voice is going to get high there. What are your thoughts on this game? My first thought is do not trust the kicker because (laughs) Zerline ain't going to be your man. I do not want to rely solely on Dak because he needs help. And the help has to come from the run game. So I trust him to look for his receivers, but the run game has to be there. I'm looking for the run game. So Ezekiel Elliott, where are you at? Only because the 49ers are dominant in the run game. Debo Samuels is going to run the ball. The counter to that is to control the clock. So I need the Cowboys to run the ball. Let's not get fancy. Let's not get cute. I know lately they try to do some trick stuff. Some double pass, double reverse, blah, 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 blah. Don't let's not do that shit. Let's just <laughs> run the ball, control the clock. I do pick because I love my daddy and he would be so proud. <laughs> my daddy would be so happy if the Cowboys played in the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win. I do not pick them to cover. Right. It's going to be one or two points in the last moment, but the Cowboys are advancing, survive in advance. Let's take 49ers game to them. Let's smack them in the mouth. It's going to be a one or two point game. They right. don't cover the three. Listen, I like the take. I like the take. I do agree. There can't be any clock mismanagement here. All Thank right. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about the, the last game on Sunday. And listen, I know we're going to get some emotions out of you on this one. The Steelers backdooring it in uh, against the Chiefs. Listen. Everything had to line up perfectly for this to happen, and it did. So Steelers at Kansas City, we've got 
the spread has the Chiefs by 12.5. <laughs> All right. Rocky, judging by your laugh, I think I can predict your prediction, but go ahead and tell me who you've got for this. I game. have so many thoughts about this game. Okay. So first of all, the Steelers, yes, they backdoored into the playoffs and no, they don't deserve to be there. Roethlisberger just needs to go ahead and get in his Monte Carlo and drive into the sunset. I'm sick of him. So the Steelers needed the Chargers and the Raiders to one, one to win outright. We literally almost, we literally had a tie. First of all, they needed Jacksonville to beat the Colts which was <laughs> unlikely that happened. Mm-hmm. And then they needed the Chargers and the Raiders to not end in a tie. And it was a tie <laughs> after regulation. Crazy. It was crazy. Right. So then the Raiders, they get their kick with the last few seconds of overtime or whatever. So the Steelers back door into the playoffs. Roethlisberger needs to go take his lame, slow, lazy, tired, misfiring crap to the old folks home. We're done with him. And I hope they lose by 30. The spread is 12.5. Patrick Mahomes, the new, the hot, the firing, the talented is going to eat (laughs) <laughs> the Steelers are going home like they should have stayed. Uh, I love it. I love the fire. <laughs> I love the passion there. Listen, um, yeah, I, this is going to be the most boring picks ever, uh, seeing as how we've lined up so much. But I, I got to take the Chiefs. Kansas City at home. Again, they had a really rough start this year, but this is just a team that knows when to turn on. Mm-hmm. And they've been hot towards the end. Again, I'm never, ever going to count Mahomes out. Big Ben is old. I'm not a fan. You know that. We won't launch, launch into that diatribe. But yeah, listen, 12.5, that's a lot, man. I'll take it. I know you will. I, I love it. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. But I'm going to say this game is close until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think Chiefs pull away in the fourth quarter. I think they just they they tire out the Steelers. I think we see some tricky shit from the Steelers up until the fourth quarter. Chiefs take over. I think Chiefs win. I because it's 12.5, I don't think they cover, but I do think this is a double digit win for the Chiefs. So we'll go with that. All right. One last game that's right. happening on a Monday. Never happened before with playoffs. Right. This is the first time ever in the NFL they've had a Monday night playoff game. Yeah. Cardinals, Kyler Murray against the Rams, Matt Stafford. Here's where I have a question. So when the Cardinals play the Cowboys, they whooped them. Kyler Murray ran circles around the Cowboys. But when the Titans went into the Rams, the Titans destroyed Matt Stafford and made him look like a freaking middle school quarterback. Crazy. Yeah. So that's where I'm confused comparing the two. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? The Rams are actually favored at home by minus four, which is pretty much home field advantage. Sure. What do you have? <laughs> This one for me, I'm not picking based on any of my expertise or deep analysis. Because you are a Stafford. I appreciate He quarterbacked your team. For a long time, he was a Lions guy. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm taking the Rams at home. Uh, Again, yeah, man, I think this is a close game. I don't see the Rams running away with it. 
Uh, obviously, Vegas is feeling the same way. So I think the Rams take it. If we're calling four as the cover, I don't think they cover. I think, again, this is a close game because Murray, as much as I hate to say this, has the ability to be explosive. I, I don't love it. Now, listen, J.J. Watt is my dude, and I'll support him every time. And, of course, the Cardinals have Colt. So I won't be destroyed if the Cardinals advance. But I'm going to go with the Rams just because Stafford, again, he's got some ability here. Um, I think I think he'll read the Cardinals well. I think Sorry, he matches could up. You say that again? I think he matches up well against him. So yeah, I, I'm going to take Rams at home. I don't think they cover. Um, I think it's a close game, but I'm taking the Rams. How about you? Where are you at? All right, girl. I'm going to disagree with you because the Arizona Cardinals have staunch defense mm-hmm. and they have survived the last five or six games on their defense. I will say that because the Titans were able to stifle the Rams with defense, the Cardinals will do the same. So I am shocking the nation and I will (laughs) say the Cardinals will leave LA with a win and they will advance to the next round of the playoffs. There it is. There it is. All right. So we disagree. There's one. We did. We had a couple. So All right. Well, I'm excited to see how this plays out. Definitely. We appreciate y'all. Hey, thank you for joining us again for this all new season. We're starting season three. Season three. Fresh in 2022. We appreciate you guys listening as always. So check it out again. Don't forget, check out homefieldapparel.com. Super comfy shirts, incredible designs. If you love that vintage look, they are the jams for you. Don't forget to type in the code FIRE12, that's F-I-R-E-1-2, for your 15% discount. So until next time, y'all, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky, and we are Fire the Cannon. Future of Texas football coming to you. And it's the mamas, that's the best part. So that we have that coming to you. And we also, the following week, are going to bring you some of the best names in baseball. And we have some some surprise baseball names for you coming to join us on the podcast so we're excited about that we're we're loving it all right y'all so again don't forget check out homefieldapparel.com drop in that code fire 12 for your 15 percent discount that's f-i-r-e-1-2 at homefieldapparel.com get hooked up get looking good get feeling good we appreciate y'all from joining for We appreciate y'all for joining us. As always, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon. Yes, sir.